Welcome to Movie Bitches. Bitches. Episode 274. Tonight we're reviewing Bros. <laughs> what was this? Like, bros. Oh, oh, oh yeah. But, but I, I, I threw you off. No, bros. you're bros. Hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> Controversial movie. Not really, but a little. We'll get into it. But first things first, shout out to our Patreon supporters. $5 a month gets you ad-free early access. $10 gets you access to our viewing parties. Second thing second, shout out to our wine sponsor, Wink. Go to trywink.com slash moviebitches. You get $22 off your first month of wine. Third thing's third, make sure to subscribe, share, whole. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Letterboxd. All of those good things. Click the little thumbs up button. Comment, did you watch Bros? So, Bros, the uh, much anticipated, I would say. Well, much ballyhooed. I don't know if I would say anticipated. What exactly does that mean? I mean, I know, but what exactly does that mean? Ballyhooed? Yeah. I guess my understanding of it would be that it's like hoopla. You know, lots of like, I guess anticipation or Well, I guess I was more so like for me personally or us. Uh I was much anticipating. Oh, okay, great. A Billy Eichner written rom-com project. Yep. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm not the right person to write a rom-com anyway. Starring... The, now I'm going to have to say it, uh, overplayed Luke McFarlane? Overplayed? I just feel like he's been in too many. I will say, I think perhaps his acting was not was up to the caliber of film that he was in. Beyond, maybe Hallmark is his perfect resting place. I think so. Not in a dead oh, way. God. Just no. in a like um, <laughs> holding pattern. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's um, his lean. It's a good lean for him. It was a little above his pay grade. Oh, so. Oh. <clears throat> bros. Yes. I would say, gosh, did I like a lot of it? Yep. Gosh, was a lot of it not working. Yeah. I've never felt such whiplash in a movie. Yes. Before. Yes. So take that where you will, watch or not. There were really funny parts. There were really funny. Like, I was really laughing. And I feel like it's one that I feel like actually I would like to rewatch. Well, so much was um, the dialogue so fast. The jokes are are, are triple layered. You know, there's a lot going on. So you could certainly like upon, like same thing with difficult people. Yep. The jokes are still funny second, third time around. Absolutely. Some of them. Yes, some of them. And I think similar to Fire Island, I think I might actually think that Fire Island was a better movie. No, no, I don't think so. I did not care for that movie. I liked so much about that movie. I really did. Sure. But I also feel like it was a failure overall of the brief. It had less of a a voice, I would say. A little bit. Rose was more personal. Much more. And I connected with There that. was a, a, a stronger point of view. Yeah. I think the biggest flaw for me of Bros was that Judd Apatow, you could see his hands <sighs> and fingers in it. It felt like there were two movies, the movie that Billy Eichner wanted to make yeah. and the movie that Judd Apatow and the studio allowed him to complete. My goodness, is that the case? Something a straight guy might like? Am I going to get butt-fucked by Jason Momoa while we're both worrying about a volcano? Insane. Hence the whiplash. I really, it was I just would like, be like, oh, we're in this movie now. Literally, oh, we're in, this in movie. the same scene, I would be like, I have never laughed so hard. I am obsessed with this joke. That's terrible. What happened? <laughs> Oh, I hate this. No. No, no. It was milliseconds. Yes. It was very strange viewing experience. Yes, yes. And I felt like it never fully went off the rails for me. No. 
it, it teetered and tottered, and I thought we were real close to a train wreck. When Deborah Massing showed oh, up. Oh, but th there was kind of something great in about that. In theory, I'm laughing. In practicality and execution, I'm like, no. Yeah. I am not graced. I won an Emmy for it. I even beat Sarah Jessica Parker. People forget. I'm shaving my head. What the fuck is this doing here? What? That's a fair point. In theory, I'm laughing. In, in execution... Now, if Deborah Messing had shown up and said, What, to look me over like a red, <laughs> red heifer? Oh, but you bring him here to look me over like I was a red heifer? Now, if she had made fun of herself in that way... Sure. That's so specific. Yes, of course. I love it. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, so I think like going back to the conversation about Luke McFarlane, for me, he works best in the Judd Apatow version of this movie, which was the cheesy kind of, I don't want to say vapid or basic, but it was that kind of stereotypical rom-com, right? Where it's just yeah. like, this is a nice, cute, we've seen this movie a million times before. There's not really much He was deeper. in the one-dimensional characters yeah. rom-com, and yeah. Billy Eichner was in the three-dimensional characters rom-com. Correct. And it was clear that he had uh, written so, yeah. his part from emotional and deep trauma. And, not and, only and trauma, also, not, not only, only trauma, trauma, but there was a lot of trauma that he was airing. The movie is about trauma. Uh, he had a few, there was, um, there was some, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the tones would shift. Remember when uh, they're on a date in the early in the movie and, and he's like, yeah, you know, my dad died 10 years ago and a bee, oh my God, a bee, ah! and I was just like, what the hell was this movie? My mom died when I was in college and my dad died like, 10 years ago. A bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee. Like, what's going on? Like, that was funny. It was funny. But. And true. I feel like, like, that's also just like. It was just so wild. That's a gay date. That you get attacked by a bee in the middle well, of that sharing. Well, you see that you're talking and walking down the street and there's a bee and you freak out. I felt like that was real. I didn't feel it was untrue. It just felt like. Like, Jarring. I don't know, like I was like, oh, and we're sharing our, and I don't know if it was quite, was that the joke? I don't know. It I was, don't know um, if it was super successful. It came out of nowhere. Well, that's the point. The beat came out of to nowhere. To the degree of, I don't know. I don't know. I get it. I don't know. It was strange. Okay. That was not one of my issues with this movie. No, no. That was just like an example of like, we're, we're here, and now yeah. we're here, oh. and we're here, and now yeah. we're here. Yeah. Okay, so it starts. What's Willie Eichner's job? Podcaster. We, they tell it. They they give us a then lengthy. Then what's all the scenes in the museum? Is that a volunteer work? He, well, it seems what's like that? he's a podcaster who is now also on the board. He's the head of this Billy Eichner Museum for gay things. No one has acknowledged it. I acknowledge that is true. My bad. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. It's June. I hated every scene. Every with that scene board. with the museum. Cut it. <laughs> Cut it. Cut it. Cut out. the museum. So much shouting. There was so much shouting. I know the, I was just shouting a lot. Um, I, I, I apologize. I, you know, and, and it's fun when Billy's on the street and he's shouting. For four minutes? Yeah. But this movie was too long. This movie was too that was that was the problem as well. This movie was 15 minutes. I feel like that is gonna be on my gravestone. Yes, this, this movie, movie was, was too, too long. long. Oh no, I hope not. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> or maybe yes. Does that mean you left, like, lived like a long, fulfilling life if this movie was too long? She died at 132, and she, this you know, movie like, was too, too long. long. <laughs> I just reread my notes. Okay, great. And I realized why I wrote down that B scene. Okay, tell me. Because I was watching it, and the B shows up. 
up. My mom died when I was in college, and my dad died like 10 years ago. A bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee. And I was like, oh no, did Jamie Dornan show up to ruin their day? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think that I'm a honeybee. I always have. He's bee. a honeybee. He's a honeybee. You're a flower. Emily Blunt was a flower. She's a flower. Yeah. Do you think I'm a bee? No. May I know what I am? You're a flower. No, she's a swan. Because I know I'm a swan. There really were lots of funny jokes. Cut all of the museum shit, I agree. It just, it was well, too much I, shouting. It was okay, too so much... it's, it starts. Yeah. He's a podcaster. Right. He's got opinions. I'm yep. into it. Yep. He seems to be very famous for podcasting. All sure. of his friends, oh my God, oh my God, people are coming up to him. So I'm like, okay, this is this is a movie. Mm -hmm. And then when all the, the museum stuff showed up, I was like, so now, I mean, sure, multifaceted. People have multiple jobs. But it just seemed so disparate. It seemed like such a different movie. I guess a little. To me, it didn't, it just seemed like he was riding his career as a podcaster into trying to create this museum for the queers. Was he heading the whole thing up? I believe so. Hence why it was his responsibility to find the funding and to I guess. It felt like, like, get rid of it. It, it felt like I don't need it, this. It, I don't so need maybe it. That's why it was, I was like, poorly written. What? It was overly complicated. None of it made any sense. That's not how things work. Mm. You don't just like have a weird board of dysfunctioning queers that, right. that then are just like, oh, and here's the museum. It's up to you, Billy Eichner, to get us $3 million or the whole thing is kaput. Like, who's paying like, rent on this big On this board building? Room? Like, I just didn't know what was happening. On the whole giant building. It was like the well, fucking sure, New course. York Library. They had so many scenes know. in this big conference room. Who's paying their salaries? How did he start this? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah, right. Why didn't he get David Geffen to fund it all? And like, you know, it's like the David Geffen wing of, sure, that would make more sense. And that's a funny joke. You know, maybe you have the David Geffen dungeon in the bottom. That's a, a joke that Billy Eichner would make. I thought, you know. <laughs> and I will say, okay, faves about this movie. It it's didn't right. pull punches. It did no, not pull punches. It went there. The grinder scenes, all of right. that like descriptions of like well, gay culture and dating thing? and... Um, about, didn't they, they, there was a whole rimming scene that they cut, right? That oh, was the big know. joke. Oh, was it? Or not a joke, but like it was a, it was like a thing, like, oh, they made us cut it and the, it was funny because they had to have like a, I forget who was rimming who, but whoever was, the other person, they had made like a fake ass and they had, it was oh like my a God. animatronic or something. Oh it was my big because they wanted to do a big like right. you know, shot with yeah. perspective. They're coming so up from behind the really butt big, and, the and, the whole, and there was like a whole thing and they cut it. Oh my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, HBO's just doing it. White Lotus? Yes. Okay. <laughs> the first season has an infamous oh. rimming scene. Theo James, not yes. in season one. Not in season one. one. Okay. Homosexual in season two? No. Okay. Also, sidebar yeah. on Theo James. Yeah. Watch Mr. Malcolm's List. Okay. He's in it. Has a mustache. It's kind of working. Oh. I was like... I mean, I'm not going to pretty into Theo James. Why? Something about this clean-shaven I'm a baby face mm. is just like a little, was a little less attractive to me. Something about the floopsy-flopsy Regency hair with the yeah. mustache. Mm. And the like, um, he's got like an army outfit on. And I was okay. like, you know, yes. Yeah. It wasn't a no before, but it was just more of a yes. Interesting. I will say his character is pretty off-putting in season two of White Lotus. Okay. So it's less of a yes, okay. although it's still one of those big grudging yeses where <laughs> so, you're like, I really don't want to, but I kind of yes? have to. Yeah. It's like, yes, but we won't tell anyone. It's James Spader. It's, well, no, it's different. Okay. Because he's really a schmuck. Like, oh, you're just okay, like, no, okay. I don't like you, but I, I guess I would fuck you, yeah. <laughs>
It doesn't have to be serious. No, no, no. It'd be a hate fuck. Anyway. Um, For some reason, I thought you were going to say hate crime. Oh. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, so yes, there was, it was explicit. I think it could have been, it was half in, half out. Yes. If it had gone full Billy Eichner and been hard R, yeah. I think it would have been a much successful, much more successful And an film. HBO Max original and, film. It did not have to have a theatrical and release. And trim, 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 trim that down. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it weird? It turned out later, I guess, it was resolved. We first meet Luke McFarlane yeah. at a club. Yeah. Um, and every time he's at the club or in the first half of the movie, he's sort of putting on this voice. I listened to your podcast. Did you notice? Mm, it was like, hey, bruh. Yeah, it was like this deep, affected Well, thing. that was kind of part of the conversation. But it went on for so long. Mm. And there wasn't any scenes where we see him alone not doing it. Oh. So I was, so, so I was going, is this an acting choice and it's not working? Or is this a character choice and it is working? Turns out it was a character choice. I got there in the end. Sure. But it took so long oh, for the reveal confused. that I was just like... I do probate law. I'm a state planner. Basically, I write people's wills. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really do unfortunately think that this was a little outside of his range. He was so melodramatic at times. Well, he, yeah, he couldn't. When it he, really it wasn't warranted. Uh, well, and they, it, 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 yeah, it was the, mm, it doesn't have the range. He doesn't have the range. Shirley Bassey. She doesn't have the range. I'm sorry, Shirley. I love her to bits, but she doesn't have the range. But that's you. I don't care. I don't have the range. Unfortunately, I do really like him. He seems like a very sweet He's person. Very likable yeah. and nice. Yeah. The museum of it all that like really bothered me was just well all of the yelling. Well, I was like, Billy Eichner's enough. Just yeah. have him yell. Yeah, we don't need everyone yelling across the Someone table. Someone else can calmly speak. Yeah. It was oh my god. It was just taking on so much. Whereas like maybe it should have been a play that he was putting on as like a passion project or cats or oh my god. Or maybe he was tasked with building an exhibit for this show and he has to try right, and market just, it. Just and do get your people. diorama. Yeah. Or whatever it was. Yeah. The, not only was he taking on all of the umbrella, the, the queer umbrella, into the one museum. I mean, she's got all the curtains from Tara ripped off the wall and put into the one dress. It was too many things. Too many. It, he, he was tasked with, it's like when, you know, there's the first female does this and she's tasked with taking on all of that baggage at once. It's right. like the first leading act, gay actor in a ro gay rom-com of this budget with the da -da -da is ta and you have to tackle all of the subjects. And it was like, well. We're letting the heterosexual terrorists win. There are also gay terrorists. And there are bi terrorists, okay? There are many bisexual terrorists. Okay, there are trans terrorists too. Caitlyn Jenner. Maybe you don't. Scale it back. Yeah. I mean, now that you bring it up, should we talk about the controversy of it all? What's the controversy of it all? Well, he kind of really shot himself and the movie in its own foot. Oh, I don't, I kind of know, but I don't, don't quite. So basically, the movie debuted. I mean, I know it, it did tanked. terribly. Yeah. Uh, financially. Yes. I didn't realize it was Billy Eichner's fault. Well, he didn't help any. Okay. Right? Saturday, it was like abysmal numbers. Like really, like some of the lowest averages of a box office numbers. Not entirely sure why, although I think a lot of the marketing was very specific to gays, and I think a lot of the gays weren't bought in. Right. And it was like, well, is this a movie for gays and we should go see it, or is this a movie about the gays and you're trying to get all of the straights 
It was confused the in the Apatow marketing. The Judge Apatow half of the movie felt like it was about the gays. Yep. The gays, not the gays. <laughs> and it was like, no straights, come watch it. We don't yeah. hate you. It and then funny. Billy Eichner's like, we fucking hate the straights. Every time the movie turned into, come on straights, it's okay. I was like, I don't like this movie. It's true. I saw right, I was like, oh, and it turned. I don't yep. like this. I don't like that one. I already know about this. Thanks, yeah. That's fine. I don't want it. When that, like, it was so weird to me. We're in this movie. Yeah. He has this whole great speech, I thought. About like he had multiples, multiples, and there could have been maybe one Trims. or two less. I'm they, just they, saying, they, and they could have been shorter. Yeah. I, you know, I get it. Um, one is more impactful than yes, two. Yes, and three or four. <laughs> but there was like a great speech about love is all the same or whatever, and he's like, no, that's bullshit. And I was yeah, like, you yeah. know what? I kind of, in some ways, agree yeah. that it's like it's not a universal experience, and it is different, and there's different ways of talking about it mm-hmm. that should be told by voices. I think in many ways, like his, mm-hmm. and yet it got diluted by the multiple storylines of it all and the Judd Apatow of it all, that it became kind of a mess, kind of like the marketing. Um, yeah. But anyway, yes. so then when it was tanking, he was like, no, everyone go see it, like, you know, whatever. And then he, he then he was, well, it's the fucking you're homophobic straights, if you're you homophobic if you don't it. watch it, and yeah. you're, you're homophobic if you did watch it, and you're self-loathing homophobic if you didn't watch it, and you, you know. Anyway. Um, having seen Bros, yep. a very personal, perhaps biographic film, that totally tracks for but, Billy Eichner's personality. Yes, it does. I'm not surprised. In the least. In the least. I mean, he didn't have the ability to read the room, and unfortunately it was to the detriment of his film. I think it also was a mistake that it was theatrical. I think if it was just like yeah. a big HBO Max streaming event, for sure, people would have talked about it a lot more and mm-hmm. watched it a lot more. Oh, yeah. And why did we expect this film to gross... $50 million at the box office. There's not really much precedent for that. For so. a comedy. For a raunchy comedy yeah. about crass, sassy gay man. There was a few fun, like, rom-com digs. Like, they, there was, like, points when they had obvious um, rights-free rom-com music during their dates or something. Sure. Like, there was a few things where it was, like, we're making fun of this, but not enough for that to be the thing. I kissed you. Are we kissing each other now? I don't know. Bye. I guess I'm also just remembering too, like the whole thing with his mom and and family and like he's out. Luke is out, but he's like not really. He's kind of he's um hiding himself from his family. He's out, but doesn't want to be flamboyant. I guess right ish. Right, and he doesn't want Billy to be his. I mean, the himself. second I was so confused. You know, they've they're in love. They're together, and when he was like, "Just be less you," I was like. Yeah. Okay, but maybe you could just be like a little less yourself for like three hours. I want them to like you. That is unforgivable. Right. I am so upset. Like, I mean, that was what broke them up in the movie. So like, you know. Oh, completely, completely. But I was like, I don't know if we're coming back from this, guys. Like that was, it was so, and that had been such a thing that Billy, that was overarching of Mm. people have told me my whole life. Right. Be less you, be less loud, be less this, da, da, da. And so when he said that, I was so crushed. Oh my god. Yeah. I was so upset. But I think that's really good. I'm not complaining. Oh yeah. I'm just saying I was like, oh my god. And then I started to get to the point where I was like, maybe they are together at the end. I don't, I didn't. I could have had I a little bit. I could have had a prime. Or an, uh, I was, was going to say was called? Annie Hall. Annie Hall, yes, of course. What was that? Uma Thurman. Prime with Uma Thurman, yeah. Yeah, yeah where it's like we grew, we both evolved together, we had an important relationship together, but we didn't we weren't the loves of each other's lives. Yes. Well, and I think, honestly, 
a la Prime, mm. I think Luke McFarlane was too old for this behavior. <laughs> I'm just saying it. He is a 40-year-old man. Why is he acting like this still? I mean, although they do exist. I'm not, you know, so maybe that's fine. But that's why I was like, oh, we've experienced something profound together. Right. But we don't need to spend the rest of our lives together. Sure. I just didn't quite see Luke McFarlane's character being nearly as real mm. as Billy Eichner's clearly was so personally written. Yeah. Um, I mean, he was playing himself. You know, so that was just hard for me to, to kind of, it, it didn't gel. Well, because then with the voice that he was doing, that uh -huh. he was putting on. Yeah. I thought, oh, is that because of the testosterone he's taking? Oh, funny. And that was a really real scene. The, the steroids conversation? Yes, yeah. I thought, I was like, like the movie really took, it took on too much. Yes. But some of the stuff really hit. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, whoa. That was, that was clearly based on a real life event. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you go, oh, we're back at the museum and they're yelling. Well, oh, right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, I'm exhausted. Yeah, there's definitely an edit of this movie that would be much more successful. And then the, like the fucking museum I'm... opening and like them singing and all of that. Hate. Hey guys, remember that dance I taught you? Hated all of it. I just remembered something. There was there's too many people in the cast. Yeah. So we've got the whole museum board. Right. Right. And then there's all these um, scattered friends. Right. Who at the end, they showed up and I went, who's that? Can I tell you something extremely embarrassing that I would only tell you? Yes. I wrote a song about him. I know. Who is that? Right. Oh, right. That was his friend from one scene. There was the earlier. friend with the kid. Yes. Then there was the group of friends that had dinner together. Yes. That we never see basically again. Right. And it's like we needed more of them, less of the museum. So Absolutely. Especially because the whole thing, oh, he came and he helped me sell the rich dude. Oh my God, Bo and Yang. <laughs> we find ourselves in an intimate little bar with some young, hot animatronic men. The man turned to dance with each other when suddenly, boom! <laughs> also, that entire scene with Bo and Yang and his, whatever he was I describing. Don't, I don't, I don't know. But I'm into. I was... Here for it, but also that was so stupid, and I didn't need any of it. It was, it was very like, dumb, and I didn't oh, like I, it. Oh, I respect you now because you helped me with my job. Like, fuck off! This is stupid. I didn't. Some of their, I mean, and that's real too. Immature things happen, or you appreciate the wrong things about someone. Like, yes, but there's a but better way to tell that exactly. without having to have this entire museum. Like, we could have cut all of it and just had it be much simpler yeah. and more about the friends and their relationship. Then I kept confusing Luke McFarlane's brother. Okay. With the hockey friends, yep. they were interchangeable to me. And I, just because I didn't spend enough time with them, right. and I was like, wait, is that lover. the brother or is right. that the hockey lover? It was a large cast of people that didn't have to be in it. Yeah, that's, oof, when the movie slowed down and he sang that whole song. The whole song. And I should be like, Come oh, on, that's guys. so sweet. That just really, I just, <laughs> I Remember could, that dance I tell you? It was so, but, it, that, but that wasn't the joke. No. Just um, one more thing. Sorry, hold on. I'm going to do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. It's finding your first love as a 40-year-old man. Like if Usher had been like, come on, y'all, then I would have been like, I'm obsessed with this fucking movie. But it was just like, I know I will sing this whole ballad. And I was like, what is this now? Right. And he practiced it not even knowing. He made all of them supposedly rehearse no, with him. No, they didn't. They didn't at all? No, he was like, it was completely on the fly. He had written in his head. He, haven't, he hadn't he even written, written it down. down. I thought he had. 
I don't think so, because it was out of nowhere. But then how did they all know what to play? It didn't make any sense. I thought he had made them rehearse it, but that's even more rude if you don't even know if he's going to show up, just in a contingency. Anyway. No, Usher needed to show up and have a tiny fedora and say, oh Hey, y'all, remember that dance I taught you? Every dance that the soul brother no, 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 out no. Now. I did think it was super annoying that at the end, oh, the museum opened. Everyone's a hologram. I didn't like the holograms, right. first of all. But, and, and then, the, the, not the whole movie, but they had, had this whole speech about, oh, casting straight actors as gay people, blah, 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 we hate it, da, da, da. Then almost all of the people playing the gay pe holograms in the museum were straight. Mm. I was like, what are we doing? I'm lesbian first lady, Eleanor Roosevelt. Hi, I'm Seth Myers. as Harvey Milk. Hello. I'm Keenan Thompson as James Baldwin. It was like, and here's, you know, gay icon so-and-so played by a street person. And I was right. just like, I don't, it just seems so weird. Yeah. Anyway, um, so gosh, this was hot and cold. Hot and cold. Lots of funny jokes. Again, I mean, if the price of admission is free, watch it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> my mom died when I was in college and my dad died like 10 years ago. A bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee, a bee.